Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Ang. Today's episode of the podcast is going to be a really informative one and different from what you've already been listening to on this podcast. That being said, I'm still going to try to make this episode really entertaining and fun to listen to because I think this topic can still be very interesting and not as daunting as everyone makes it out to be. Today, we're going to be talking about how to land your dream internship. I'm going to be talking about everything from finding internships to perfecting the interview and just giving you my general tips and tricks on how I've been able to land my dream internships. I just wanted to start with a little disclaimer before we go on into the episode. I am not by any means a professional or an expert on how to get internships, you know, let alone making resumes and all that. I'm just simply talking from my experience and from what I've been able to gather throughout the many years that I've been working in my industry. And people always ask me how I get my internships, and I just thought it'd be really interesting to, you know, share my process because I think it's a little different. I also wanted to mention that, yes, I will be talking specifically about fashion internships, but these tips and tricks that I'll be giving you can really be used for any internship, you know, in any industry. I don't know if the processes are different in other industries, but, you know, I'll try to keep the advice as general as possible. Of course, if you like what you hear on today's episode, don't forget to follow the podcast. And as always, if you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, I would love for you to reach out to me via Instagram, and my handle is in the description of this podcast. And with that, let's uh, get on right into the episode. Okay, so I think a good place to start with, you know, landing your dream internship is first finding the internship that you want. And a lot of people always tend to ask me where I find my internships, and sometimes I just look at them at like, what do you mean? Like, it's not impossible to find an internship and I guess that question just confuses me because there are so many different ways and methods to find internships Um, you could literally just go on google and look up you know fashion internships so yeah but I'm going to share some of the methods that I use to find them so the first and main method that I use to find internships is by cold emailing And if you're not familiar with what a cold email is, it's basically an unsolicited email that is sent to someone, you know, without prior contact. So really that person has no idea that they are going to be receiving an email from you. And guys, I can't stress enough to you how effective this method really is. Um, You know, I've gotten so many of my previous internships through this method and, you know, just other opportunities just by emailing people out of the blue without, you know, letting them know first. Some people don't actually like to do this because I think they think that it's annoying to the other person, but I actually went to a panel last year where professionals said that they actually liked it when students cold emailed them because it showed, you know, that they were ambitious and persistent in what they wanted. So the way this cold emailing method works is, you know, I think you should first think of the company, brand, or person that you're trying to work or intern for. I mean, that's a good start, of course. And what I do next is to start to look for contacts within that company or brand. So generally, the most ideal contact to look for is, you know, an HR contact, which HR stands for human resources, because I think, I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but I think they deal with like, you know, um, who gets what job or whatever, and, you know, placing people in jobs and internships. But if you can't find that Um, or even a specific person's email in that company, then I think the last resort is to contact the general inquiries email because even though it is for general inquiries, it will, you know, they'll eventually forward it to someone, to the right person in the company. So yeah, sometimes I do find myself reaching out to the general inquiries email. So it's going to be like, you know, info at 
chanel.com or something like that that's just an example but that's not their general inquiries email just saying and i just want to say that if you are sending an email to general general inquiries email address it's best to start the emails with um to whom it may concern because it sounds more professional and since you don't know the exact name of the person you would just put you know to who it to whom it may concern so to whoever this email will concern once you find the email that you're going to cold email it's best to have a resume ready to send out to these people and in this episode i'm not going to really get into the specifics of resumes but definitely if you guys want me to explain you know how i make my resume and everything like that i can definitely do that in another episode but you know the basics is you know just keep the resume to one page because i promise you nobody wants to read two pages of you know your accomplishments they have other resumes to look at and i'm lucky to say that throughout the entire time i've been looking for internships i never once had to write a cover letter i mean i did like a couple times because i've sent out a couple applications but you know, generally, I don't find myself writing cover letters. That's why I think a really professional resume is really important in the process because I've gotten away so many times with just submitting my resume because of how much effort I've put into making my resume look absolutely pristine and impressive. And you can write whatever you want in your cold email, but basically you should include that you're expressing interest in whatever position you are going for. And something that you must include is a line that says the following. I've attached my resume for your convenience and then actually include the resume to the email. So I I feel like it's best to always say that I've attached my resume for your convenience. So some people don't know that there are attachments to email. So you want to state that so they're like, okay, they can look out for it. And I can definitely guarantee you that you will definitely get replies using this method. I mean, I'm not saying that this method will guarantee you the internship, but it will definitely get you close to an interview and then from then on out it's your responsibility you know to show them what you can do so the cold email is just one way and personally it's one of my favorite ways because it's also the fastest so think about it some people will be filling out you know long applications and doing surveys whereas you're just sending a less than 100 word email and then in the end you and that other person filling out that application is probably going to get called in for the same interview and so that's why I find this way to be the most effective because I feel like it's the, it's the least amount of work, but you know, you, you can also have the chance to impress them through your resume. I'm also like the laziest person ever, so I do prefer this method to just sit back and wait for companies to get back to my email. Um, I have to say sometimes they don't get back to me, but you know, sometimes they do and it's quite amazing. You're just sitting there and you're not really, maybe you forgot about it and you're not waiting for a reply and then all of a sudden you see in your email that you got a reply from this company or person who's interested because of what they saw on your resume. And to me, that's the most important thing. Okay, so the next method I want to stress to you guys is LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, I feel, is so overlooked by the younger generations, but I'm not really sure why. Like, I think I overheard a conversation between two people um, last time at my school or whatever, and they were just like, I don't know I don't know like quote unquote what they said but they were just saying something about how like LinkedIn is like not used by the millennial generation not sure why Um, but yeah it's probably one of the most useful platforms for networking and you know finding jobs that are available in your desired area again I'm no expert on using LinkedIn but I mean it's been serving me pretty well since I've started using it and I think it was in the middle of 2019 when I started really focusing on using LinkedIn as a source of networking Since then, I've updated all my descriptions, recent jobs, and resume on my LinkedIn. I even put some, like, portfolio pictures on there, too. 
and I started to see people were interested in my profile and people were actually noticing. So recruiters from time to time would slide into my LinkedIn messaging and sometimes offer me jobs that were suited towards my interest in fashion design. But I mean, the one thing I have to say is I don't think that recruiters are really good at looking at everything on LinkedIn because sometimes they send me jobs for like, you know, people who have bachelor's degrees and it's very obvious on my LinkedIn that I'm still in school and still a sophomore in Parsons. So yeah, that gets confusing sometimes. But so there are two main things that I use LinkedIn for in terms of finding internships. So if you look on the top of the LinkedIn tab where it gives you the options of what you can do, I use mainly jobs and messaging. So jobs is a no-brainer. Obviously, that's where LinkedIn filters opportunities for the kinds of things you're looking for and based on your experience. And I find it really helpful that I can set the location because I know that I'm not willing to relocate for any jobs. So I could always put New York City. But I mean, sometimes they'll ask you if you're willing to relocate for a job. And if you are, then good for you. That's great. Um, But yeah, I think that also just shows how much more flexible you are with the job. So they're more likely to accept you as well. But I also like the fact that you can put in keywords in the jobs description to find specifically like what you want. So for my case, I would use words like intern, internship, fashion, and like assistant designer. I mean, it's kind of like hashtags, but it's like towards jobs, not like Instagram or anything like that. Um, I think if you're looking specifically for internships and not jobs, then make sure you put that keyword internship because sometimes it'll filter those full-time jobs that you're not looking for. The only other feature I really like using is the messaging feature. And now you're probably like, what would I use the messaging for? And I'm going to say it right now, cold messaging. I really do message people, like random people from companies that I want to work with for jobs. And you probably think it's unprofessional, but LinkedIn is actually, I find it a very professional space. So even if you are messaging, cold messaging someone, it's not, you know, inappropriate or out of the blue. And I do find cold emailing to be more effective than cold messaging, obviously, because, you know, emails are, you know, more professional. But sometimes LinkedIn is a really good way to get in contact with the people directly from HR. So sometimes, you you know, how LinkedIn tells you the person's role in a company or whatever. Sometimes if you literally look up HR of like, let's say, you know, Chanel, they're probably going to give you the person whose exact title is Human Resources of Chanel. And in which case you can just reach out to them in a professional manner about internship opportunities. Because sometimes, I mean, cold emailing, what I find hard is to actually find that one contact. So if you're looking for like human resources of whatever brand you want to work with, sometimes their email is not going to be directly online and for everyone to see. So that's why LinkedIn is a good place to find those exact people. And I mean, if you find those people and they have an email, then yeah, I would definitely say to reach out to them through email rather than messaging them on LinkedIn because at the same time some people don't actually check LinkedIn you know but some people do and um, you can be in luck so the one thing I want to stress is to not give up you know uh, finding these internships even if that company doesn't explicitly say that they are looking for interns because there have honestly been so many companies that I've just cold emailed out of nowhere and they didn't even mention that they were accepting interns or even looking for them And I guess they must have saw my resume and assumed that I could contribute something that was actually beneficial to their team. And, you know, they asked me to come in for an interview. So even if they're not always looking for someone new, I feel like if you impress them, then they'll be curious and really want to meet you and see if you'll be a good fit for their team. 
So these obviously aren't the only ways to find internships. I mean, there are so many different ways like school posters and school hiring boards, which I use as well. Um, but I honestly found these two methods to be the most effective for me at least and I've gotten more responses through cold emailing and using LinkedIn. So most of my internships and my past internships have been through using these methods. Okay so we're gonna move right on in and before we get to the point of talking about interviews and how to ace them, let's talk about proper email correspondences. Once again I don't think I'm a professional email writer but I do think my email writing skills are you know pretty strong and when it comes to the point where the person has responded to you or you've gotten an email back from the internship application to come in for an interview you have to write back using email typically and I can't stress enough how showing professionalism in writing emails is just going to make you a so much stronger of a candidate out of like the pool of applicants and people who are fighting for the same position as you so some tips of being professional in an email is starting with something like dear or hello and I know this seems like a no-brainer but some people actually don't start with a greeting word which to me is insane and some people don't want to use hello because they think it's informal but honestly I use it a lot because I think it shows that you have more of a personality and I don't know if that's true or not or if people find it unprofessional but you know I like to show that I have some character so I often use it to you know regard people in emails I use dear from time to time, but, you know, sometimes I just want to start with a hello because it seems more friendly. Um, and then after the hello and then whoever's name it is, or once again, if you don't know the person's contact name, you would say to whom it may concern. And then you would go on in the email saying something like, definitely first say, you know, thank you for getting back to me or thank you for your consideration because you first want to thank that person for, you know, taking the time out of their day to look at your application and for taking the time to write an email back to you and then the rest of the email is pretty much up to you um you know you can write whatever you want keep it short keep it simplified but i think what i want to stress is in the end you you know you should probably finish it off with an ending like sincerely or best and once again this is probably a no-brainer and probably a lot of you do it but there are also some people who don't do it and so i think that you should always end an email with you know some word like being uh best or thank you comma and then put putting your name so they do know who the email is from so i just want to mention quickly that if you ever get an email asking you what time you are free to call or interview you know phone interview all that i think it's so important to you know be very specific about what time and what day you are f available to call or interview and i don't think that it's smart to email them back like what time are you free to talk like don't be don't make it like this whole conversation i think you should just just set the record straight and give them a time and see if they can do that time because i know so many people who like email back and forth being like oh no what time are you free no what time are you free and i think that it's so important to just tell them the time that you are free and you know kindly ask if it works for them so here's an example of an email that i wrote back to an employer using all the techniques that i just kind of told you about so i started the email with hey bill and then I went on to say, thank you for getting back to me. How does this Thursday, January 16th at 12 p.m. work for you? Thanks again. I look forward to speaking with you. Best, Christina Eng. So in that email that I just read to you, it was kind of short and sweet because nobody wants to read a long email about, you know, how grateful you are for getting an interview. They just want you to, you know, state the facts. And another tip is 
always give them the day, date, and time specifically so there is absolutely no confusion. People who say next Thursday or words like tomorrow or this weekend are like asking to be to get like a whole bunch of confusion. So don't confuse them even more, you know, kind of give them the specifics of the time, date, and day so that if they do happen to miss the date or, you know, forget, it's on them, not on you. Um, yeah, so I mean, I used to write emails, I used to respond back with emails like, okay, how does this Thursday work? And I've actually had, you know, interview people who for didn't remember the date or like forgot when I said because they were confused about what date it was and that confusion honestly changed everything and from now on I always write emails stating the exact day and the day of the week and also the exact time with p.m. or a.m. because that can mess people up too. Okay so I think we covered everything in terms of writing emails and so now we're going to talk about the interview. Mm, The interview. Okay so I mean if you're like already amazing at interviews and don't get nervous or whatever then you know what you can completely ignore this i'm just kidding you might want to listen to it because you might want to take some of the tips and tricks that i'm using but if you don't then that's fine too so you're at the point where you're offered an interview and now it's all you know good and dandy yet wrong i know an interview is you know some people think it's really just so that the company can learn more about you and meet you as a person and just ensure you are not a psychopath but i really think that the interview should be taken as your chance to really impress them and show you what you can do or what you can do for them. Make them see something in you that they were not expecting from looking at your resume or corresponding with you through email. So something I do before all my interviews, which is not something you have to do by any means, but what I highly recommend is creating a Google document or notes, you know, regarding research for the interview that you're going to have. And you're probably like, Christina, what do you even have to research for an interview? And let me tell you, there is so much research that you can do before even going into an interview that can help you so much. Whenever I do research before an interview, here are the things that I consider, like what are the company's mission, who is interviewing me, what are the job responsibilities and do I fulfill them, what do I know about the company. So I think it's so important to go into an interview prepared to answer any question that comes at you. And those questions that I just gave you are a really good place to start in terms of research. Even though it's not always necessary, it's also so impressive when you say something that they probably didn't even know and it'll make them want you even more. I always look into the founders of the company, you know, for whatever interview I'm having, like whatever company, I'll look at the people who founded the company. So I always have a lot to say when they ask me why I want to work for the brand or company. Um, I also look at brand missions as well. It's really important to talk about what the um, brand stands for and what they believe in. And to talk about it really means that you do believe in what their brand stands for. Besides all the research that you have to do, another thing that you must do and that I think is so important is to literally memorize your resume from the inside out, like the back of your hand. Like you should memorize your resume. And if I ask you a question on your resume, you should be ready to tell me. And you're probably like, Christina, this is my resume. Of course, I remember it. Like, no, you need to memorize it so well that when the interviewer asks you questions based on your previous experience, you can describe it in detail what you did. And they don't want to hear answers like, in my case, they don't want to hear like, oh, I filed some swatches for them. Instead, say, last season, I helped the design and product development team organize some swatches that were going to be used towards next season's assortment profile. 
um okay i don't know if that made any sense and i don't even know if that was true but you know you see how different those two sentences are like replacing them with big words and making it sound like the responsibility even a small one is so important and that's what you really need to do to make an impression especially since an interview is the first time that you'll be talking to the person in the brand or company you want to show them during that first meet exactly how amazing you are so I think lastly, I just want to make sure to, you know, mention that when you're in, during, talking during an interview, you know, don't sound like a robot, actually talk with the interviewer and have a good conversation because overall they're seeing if you're a good fit to work with them and nobody wants to work with someone who just kind of like doesn't really want to start a conversation at all and it's just kind of trying to get it done, like just trying to get through the interview for the sake of getting through with the interview. They actually want to have a good conversation with you because then they'll be like, oh, this person is really fun to talk to and I can see them working with our team and the rest of the people uh, in our group as well. I know interviews can be scary. I mean, even now I still get nervous when I go into interviews, especially for like big jobs that I really want and internships that mean a lot to me. But once you prepare and really know what you're talking about, then it won't be you won't be as nervous because you know you'll be ready to talk about it. That's why I always look for internships that I'm really passionate about. So when it comes time for me to answer questions, you know, all the interview questions that are being asked, I'm actually really excited to talk about it and, you know, not faking my way through it. So, okay, so this is turning into a pretty long episode, but I just want to wish everyone luck on their internship pun endeavors and really hope that you use this information in the podcast, you know, to help you land that dream internship as well. And if you guys want, I can do a follow-up episode in the future regarding the steps after landing the internship because I think there's still more to do once you get that internship there's still more to improve on but this is going to be it for today I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing if you have any ideas for future episodes give me a dm on instagram because I would love to hear them anyway see you on the next episode of life of a fashion student podcast